maybe pants. Um, we're wearing pants. I mean, like maybe leather, maybe leather pants. We're we're fully clothed, uh, but. <laughs> We are here. <laughs> Baby, let the games begin. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Hello and welcome to the Sad, Beautiful, Tragic podcast, a Taylor Ride RYDE Nation production. My name is Ryan Lewis. My name is Claire Griffin. And I'm Allison Leonard. And together we make up Taylor Ride Nation. Follow us on Instagram at Taylor Ride Nation. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is all about our hometown hero and absolute all-star patron saint of a pandemic, Taylor Swift. Every week we take one of her albums, we go in track by track, analyzing where we are at when we listen to it, where she was at when she was writing it, where we are at now listening to it, where she's at now, what's going on. I don't know. What day is it today, though? My hood is up. The lights are low. It's snowing outside. It's feeling like a cold December. And we're fully leaning into reputation. Girls. Oh, man. Here we go. Are you ready for it? That one wasn't bad either. <laughs> oh, Allison, you had to. Of course it you took, had to. That took 30 seconds. Yeah. That took 30 seconds for you to make that happen. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't start with it. Why wouldn't A you? delayed pun right there. <laughs> but I do, Ryan. I really, at the end of this season, maybe for the finale, I'm just going to put together every title you give Taylor in your intros and make that one long ultimate title. It's like Khaleesi and her her extending titles that she oh, yes. dragon queen breaker of chains. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to call her next week for. Oh no, not lover. Uh, this would have been the chains. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. She wrote songs based off of Game of Thrones in this album. You learn something new every you day. She was like that kind of a nerd. You I know? mean, are we all a little bit like? I- She's a total, she's definitely embraces her nerd side. She's three cats. Well, now I'm wondering if she like spent quarantine doing like Dungeons and Dragons, you know? Yeah, but speaking of, since it's now confirmed that she is a true crime podcast listener from this moment on, consider Taylor Ride Nation a murder mystery podcast and maybe she'll listen. Yep, exactly. What's the murder? People in her career. We're going to categorize a little differently. We're going to change the category. We need to change the genre. What's the murder? Life (laughs) as we know it for the past year the the time is 2017 and uh would love to hear where everyone was at at that time right 2017 yeah, 2017 yes. honestly when i opened up the document which of course was yesterday um, i'm shocked you opened it at all <laughs> i know normally it you really open was. it like day of i am hour of. very very prepared today okay very prepared besides New Year's Day because I just started writing and then I started crying and I was like I can't write anything so I have like a sentence (laughs) (laughs) but that summarizes New Year's Day so well yeah (laughs) literally just started crying Um, but when I opened up the document the first thing that I read on it was Trump is president and just pain bodies were activated throughout my entire body i was really mad that you put that on the list i I really it's important to note and no i'm i'm okay with it but it just like it just stood by itself no like he has like second year in his term or like it was was just like trump is president well i think do i need (laughs) 
I did a sub tab. My favorite is underneath it. Solar eclipse. LOL. And because <laughs> why LOL? Because oh, Trump looked up no, at it without the glasses. He looked up at it without the glasses on. That is why I put that in there. Which should have been a premonition for mask culture that he was never going to put never one gonna on if he couldn't even cover his eyes from going blind. Literally. Wow, I, I remember being that. terrified that day of the solar eclipse. Like, you can't, you, I that didn't was, get the glasses. So it's like, you can't look at it. That was my first day working as a, as for the government. So I never got to go see it because I was inside on base onboarding oh my god isn't that so wild i remember it just going dark but i didn't look up why or look up to see it happen like to the sky i do like that this is when people thought taylor was being carried or carried around in a suitcase which we'll obviously post this picture if you forget <laughs> i still believe it i think it's hilarious oh i totally believe it totally believe so, it because okay again this was when taylor dipped out of the public eye for a year yeah, she months, was. However long it was, it was a year. It was a year long. So definitely with that big like backwards walking thing too out of the car. I just saw that recently. I didn't know that, that is the most terrifying. That's like in signs at the birthday party that happens in Mexico where the alien walks by. Like that is the same level of like eeriness. Brian, why would you bring up that scene? That scene is terrifying. I had nightmares. But when I watched that video, I, I like freak the fuck out. Like it scares me that I'm like, why are you walking like that? <laughs> I'm surprised you've seen that. Wow. Um, what are we talking about? Okay, backwards walking, Taylor Swift. And then um, what, what else was I... Oh, about ele- uh, Elephant Gate, Envelope Gate um, at the Oscars. Yes. I have never felt more excited watching anything than that whole... I just that don't was understand the how most that wild award show. How do you... you... printed the wrong envelope in general. Like, that is insane. And that's PricewaterhouseCooper, like a huge, huge right. company. There's... How does that happen? I, you know, this is where you think conspiracy theories, and yep. I love conspiracy theories, and I endorse this Same, one, because La La Land fucking intentionally. And I say that after never having seen it. <laughs> you can't say that that movie sucks if you've never seen it. I, I, do I think it's like the best movie ever? Moonlight. No. But again. was incredible. I still haven't seen Moonlight. I didn't oh see my it. God. But I'm not going to say it sucks. It's on my list on Netflix or wherever it's streaming. And I keep, I need to watch it. But La La, uh, I will say I didn't like La La Land the first time I watched it. But I kept going back to it. And the more times I listened to the soundtrack and then like understood the appreciation and the homage to old Hollywood films the more I was like okay I get it but no I don't think it should have won even it didn't win but like I feel like that whole scandal was nuts you need to have a tie mm-hmm. to LA in order to appreciate it and I just and don't guess like what I, I think did. it's a d- <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to move back any day. You were really missing (laughs) L.A. at that point. Oh, my God. Yeah. There are movies out there that do this with New York, but anyone could appreciate it. Even if they've never been to New York City, this one is just like such a specific subset of the population that like loves L.A. for this specific reason that's going to appreciate this movie. And that's why like. I never wanted to watch it because I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to connect to this. But it's a musical. Why, why won't you give it a chance? I, d- it's not my kind of musical. What is your kind of musical, Ryan? Yeah. Like, I would love to clarify that for the podcast, given what all we've talked about. If you say um, the music I man, mean, I'm never speaking to you again. My favorite musical, this La La Land would be the music man taking place in LA as opposed to Gary, Indiana. Interesting. 
That's so offensive. Les Mis is my favorite musical of all time. So to give insight to that somehow, maybe you can take that and I don't know, understand better where I'm coming from. That does make sense. It does. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a dance number. Do I need the like half the show, more than half the show to be that? No. Or like peeled back numbers. Otherwise, like I just. Well, OK, well, we can dive into this another time. But uh... yeah, except we're again, we're closely creeping into becoming just a musical <laughs> podcast. Instead of Catch a podcast about two. music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What are we even talking about anymore? We keep envelope oh, gate. Envelope, envelope gate. gate. Thank you. Okay. That was what was that. Um, that I did love that top movie number six. It. I love that reference. Oh, I know. When I which saw I that. will vouch for that. Yeah, that movie was fantastic. Terrible. Okay. Terrible. Still have not seen the second one. Where what where where, where were, were we? Twenty seventeen. Are we? Are, let's do quick recap. We're like pretty present now. Yeah, I feel like it's a quick recap because it's just like I mean we were all kind of a couple years ago. Uh, not, yeah. I mean like things have changed, but well, I would say I mean the biggest thing. This was the year we graduated from college finally, um, twenty seventeen. This came out what November twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I was working at an escape room full time as like assistant manager, social media specialist. Yeah. I. It was like my job the last probably year and a half of college, and I just kept it. And they added me full time. What theme was this escape room? Escape the eighties. No, we had four different rooms. So it was um, Revolution Spies which was actually like a really cool room, a laboratory, an Egyptian tomb, and a billionaire's den, which is like a game room. Oh my God. The revolution wow. one sounds like so much. This fun. was the one fun story. Simple plan came and played one time and they beat the record in two of the rooms and they came in and they like were trying to like negotiate a free room. And I, it was like, I could have left if they didn't come in because no one booked anything for that day. And they came in. They're like, we're really big like escape room fans. Could we come play a room? I'm like, fine. Like so annoyed. They came in. They're like, do you know the band Simple Plan? And I was like, yeah, like from, you know, like, yeah. And they're like, that's us. I was like, no. Like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, How come this is like, the oh, first time hearing them. this story? I know. Because I always forget about it. Um, that's, but that's I, incredible for like you and um, us. Like that's yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. It's my one friend who also likes pop punk. I was like, oh my god! Like, cause she worked there too, and I was like, simple plans here. They're doing two rooms. She's like, I'm about to come there right now. Like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. keep them there. Oh my um, god! But no, they were really cool guys. It was really fun. Um, they were very good at escape rooms, so they weren't lying about that. But yeah, I mean, breaking the record—that's legit. Shout out to friends of the podcast. <laughs> simple plan if they're listening to this but yes i was working there i wasn't super into this album for the first like few months that it came out wow i never really gave it i listened to the first like intro so i'm like eh, like not really vibing with it and then flash forward to the concert i was like why was i sleeping under a rock also thank god for allison leonard for the concert tickets for you thank you yeah so i started working at the radio station january like mid-january february of 2018 what a month you had but you what a month working like, like it was a wild time yeah i remember your first like day at seoul you were like yeah so i did this as i was like <laughs> yeah and i started seoul that may so you? it was like reputation yeah. radio station seoul here we are unbelievable and that's my here we are um where were you guys just moved to philly in august um working full-time for the government 
uh, for the Navy as a contractor. So I was like still hopeful that it was, I was going to like it, but I wasn't liking it at all. And then ooh, picked up a part-time job at SoulCycle. Um, so yeah, that was literally my life. Just those two things. The rest is history, really. Yeah. So that's really all I was doing. Oh my God. I was coaching lacrosse too. I was a wacko. When were you coaching lacrosse? I coached for the fall. Yeah. For one season. I was... It totally that was you know burning from both ends but yeah I was doing that as well I don't remember you coaching I've never heard this what was it like youth lacrosse or travel lacrosse geriatric yeah it's tough you know and they real they wheel around on um wheelchairs no it was yeah. youth they were like that would be epic 10 10 or 11 oh mm-hmm. I just Although realized at it times like, ugh. it also sounds like a nightmare just like ah, like kids with sticks running around uh-huh and it was yeah. it was out on the main line like oh my god where oh my I? god never mind I take back any awe mm-hmm so it's this like you can picture it we were at a turf field it was right near um it was at radnor okay so that's i was coaching a club team there and we were at tournaments on the weekend while also working at Seoul and working for the government we love multiple jobs really yeah. <laughs> who needs free time god right exactly yeah <laughs> dear lord not us a blast yeah so yeah that's what i was doing at this time immediately loved this album I, th- I think so, too. Well, okay, so at this time, I was, I'd been in Philly for, like, a little over a year, I think, is the timing, and um, was obviously teaching at Seoul, and nothing really exciting to report. It was just loving life, but I can remember when Look What You Made Me Do came out, um, Same. and Same. the person that I was dating... Um, um, did not like Taylor Swift and I was really beginning to resent him before the single came out and he did not like uh, Taylor Swift so I played it as often as I could he loved going to Soul Cycle, and so I you know whatever I just like to call this summer the summer that I spent being a sugar daddy at age 27 for a 22 year old we all make mistakes so Reputation was the perfect album for this ready for it something bad this is why we can't have nice things and then the honest moment of don't blame me like it just it it worked i think you just put your heart through like a summer and a fall for the books oh my god then it was like delicate and sit like yeah. feeling that mm-hmm. in like september october november and then back to don't blame me yeah and this is why we can't have nice things and oh i'm starting to like oh. rage claire is there for all of it well then this album perfect for uh-huh. all seasons yeah <laughs> oh, i'm happy we've come so far since then because we don't need to go we back really have, too much time you no know? and like no no uh bad blood between us um between yeah. us <laughs> <laughs> do we feel like we've given enough like summary to like the lead up to this or to this to this album or is that because like i or do we want to talk about that a little bit more or do we just want to dive in track by track I mean, I think the biggest thing to say is this is when she wiped her social media. She brought us into this era with such right. a jarring 360 from everything we've ever seen before. And it couldn't have been more perfect. Mm-hmm. This was a Hollywood pop star moment. Right. Like there was marketing. There was a story. There was a, an arc. There was uh, elements. All mm-hmm. all the things. Like arguably her first big social media plan, like 
whatever brand image thing that she has planned for like years. Right. Right. All just unfolding literally in front of our eyes starting with like the the first one to do something like that because i feel like ever since once like beyonce released her self-titled surprise visual album every artist thereafter was trying to do something just as outdo it or yeah make it just as flashy or big of a deal and i feel like this was the first like novel thing to happen especially because of the social media wipe no one did that before no band, no artist right. really. And it wasn't just like Instagram. No one really is that big enough for people to care. It was everything. You know? It was Twitter. It was Instagram. It was Facebook. Right. It was all of it. And it was, I remember everyone was just like, what's going on? And it, it, and it, and it was so. And the three tile. And the, yeah. and the glitching as she put like with the snakes. And I just remember, you know, first you haven't heard from her for a year. And then all of a sudden. It just goes clean. It is. It's jarring. It, it, it and it makes you pay yeah. attention. And all of a sudden, you're you're like a lap dog, like waiting for every every little move that she's starting to make. And I was just like, I'm those here for push it. notifications are on. You yep. are waiting for her to just oh, yeah. starting to like drop on to Redis. Like, what are all the theories? The Easter eggs oh, it was well, and then yeah. and the fur and the announcing. Look what you made me do with the video on the VMAs that same day or within 12 hours. That was the yes. first. Like, you have no time to process anything. Mm-hmm. Here's the the next mm-hmm. thing Taylor's doing. That was the first yep. really big introduction into this album. Yeah. But nothing beats the introduction to this album, which is the first song, which like I have to have a moment of honesty. I was <laughs> typing as I was listening to boom, boom, boom. I was typing. This is by far her strongest opening song of an album. And as I was writing it, suddenly my fingers felt like alien to me because I was like, no, it's not. You're cheating. And I, as I was writing it, I was like, oh my God, State of Grace is the first song. <laughs> I felt like a fraud. For everything <laughs> like you fraud. were saying. But I'm also just like, I'm overwhelmed that there are nine albums that we have to think about now when you go and compare and want to commit to something like, this mm-hmm. is the strongest. And it's like, wait, there's, there's so, so much. much that has to be considered mm-hmm. now. But this one, I mean, um, I that was verbatim what I said. I was like, nothing beats the opening of the song, this era and this album. That is how to do it. Like this introduction song really blows everything out of the water. Right. It's, State of Grace. I feel like State of Grace is different because that's not setting up a whole new genre for her. Mm-hmm. And this is. Correct. Correct. It, it For her, it's just a maturation of a genre that she, she had been playing in. Yes. Is all that State of Grace is. But this is a pivot. This is her taking the reins back and fully being yeah. like I have your attention now get ready for this entire story like I'm finally going to write the story that I want to tell that no one has ever allowed me to say like, this album couldn't be a bigger fuck you to Scooter Braun and it is phenomenal not just to scoot i but it wasn't yeah. written for scooter so it was there's a laundry it list was a laundry of, list of people but like yeah i mean at the time like i i thought this was written with the same management because lover was her first album that she wrote under republic is it no it is no, big machine it's still big oh machine. i thought so it this was isn't, this isn't a, a fuck you to scooter like this was this is her fuck you to media oh. to kanye now, to it is. Well, now it is yeah it, to Katy perry at the time so is she gonna have to redo this for yeah, yeah but it, it's year, wow. it's years and out like she Harris. can't she can't she, wow. this is one of the albums she can't record right now well that's fine because they're all 
they all sound so great oh, as right. is. But to me, this whole song is just one giant chorus yeah. with two little verses. Like, I, I don't understand what the actual chorus of this song is. Is it just the thuds after? Are you ready for it? How do you create an iconic instrumental chorus unless you're like Mozart or Beethoven? You know, like they're... There are no lyrics. Uh, like what I know from Ready for It duh, is that duh, 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 duh. And also no, nobody gives enough attention to her clearing her throat at the beginning. That was good. Before she even gets into her fir- the first verse, she <clears throat> and then starts singing. Yeah. Which like is reminiscent of like a rap battle, which I picture her like taking on Kanye West. Like she would, I, I you know, I don't know with her songwriting. I, I don't know if she would lose. Um, it's just, it's because it's rap. That's the only reason, the only reason why. But this is like, it, there, there are so many. It's also not us. just like a rap battle, but it's also like her getting ready to give like, you know, someone who get, who is about to give like a big speech or something like clears the throat. Like I have the stage and it's fully what this song is doing is like, I have the stage and I just love the ending of baby. Let the games begin. Like how iconic that is. And you're, you're just latched See, in. I wish she kept the vocal arrangement from the concert for that line, especially where she brings it up the octave. And I know we, we're going to try not to talk about the tour or the live, yep. but it's going to be impossible be because what she does to the music for some of those are incredible choices that I wish were included in the studio version. That line included, because I love that arrangement. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's how you open an album, it's how you open a concert, and she does both, and it's absolutely incredible. Like, you would be disappointed if she didn't open. To Like, there's no other way to open. And I can't think of another song. Yeah. I was surprised. Really? Yeah. I was, I thought that that, like, you need, definitely need a strong opener, but, like... I'm, I was surprised because rarely the strong opener is the album's like most successful single. Interesting. What would you... Okay, so if you had to think of a set list... Usually that's like the third song or something. That's true. So do you think she would have started with Look What You Made Me Do or something like that? Like the lead single or looking at the set list, is there anything that in your mind would have... I'm gonna, uh... I, I mean, there, there really, there really isn't, but just like for traditional, like whether it's a pop concert, even like rock or, or anything, um, it's just very, very atypical to do something like that, to give away well, like such atypical. a big song at the beginning, but like you, yeah, there's really nothing else that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is why we can't have no, oh, that'd be a weird start. No. I, but like, I, I'm just, it's just because this is entering, you're entering the era. So what else could really set that stage? Right. I think, I think it, yeah, it just yeah. works so well. Yeah. There's no signal that says buckle up, even though like uh, that means I have to take a seat and I will not be sitting at all during this entire show. So no seat belts to be had. Um, I will say though, going into the next one, I end game I personally and I just by habit wrote out ready for it wrote my like thoughts and then I hit enter I put something bad and I I did the exact same thing and now I don't understand now again trying not to talk about the concert but this is concert removed it end game 
does not fit no. here. You want it to be, are you ready for it? Into I did something bad. And then into don't blame me and then end game into delicate. Yeah. Yes. That would have been because, the order. Yes. Yeah. The fade from I did something bad into don't blame me is perfect. And you can't oh, mess that up. Unbelievable. But end game. What a brother sister combo. Right? But yeah, it's like mm-hmm. really the order of this album in its entirety. There are two songs I would change the order and Endgame is one of them everything else works yeah. so perfectly yeah but what right. do you guys think of the song aside from you know structurally where it fit, falls on the album what are your thoughts because the more I listen to it the more I really vibe with it every single time I hear it yeah I mean I think I don't like it and I think it's because I see in parentheses featuring Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. and I'm yep. just like Ugh, why but then you get into the song and it has one of my favorite songs to like be dramatic about which is I swear I don't love the drama it loves me every time I flip my hair and live like that but it happens ed- after Ed Sheeran and I bury hatchets but I keep maps of where I put them right, right. so I also good and the I mean, and it's also where we get the um, the the title album, big reputation, yeah. big reputation. Yeah. Ooh, and you and me, we. So it, it it makes sense that it's in some degree. I understand why it's number two because you got to have that reputation moment yeah. if you're going to title it reputation, um, because there is no song called reputation on the album. Which I always thought it was called reputation, not Endgame. I'm like, yeah, the song reputation. I was so confused about that for a year. <laughs> Because I never cared enough to learn the Uh, difference. Yep. I was like, yeah, she says it. It makes sense. Why wouldn't you? I did a little research because I was wondering, since a lot of this album doesn't have to do with, but like a lot of the imagery and the press and the marketing has to do with Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's tomfoolery. I was wondering her selection of a hip hop artist, if he had any touch points to Kanye West. Future did a song called I Won with Kanye back in 2014, but then this came out in 2017. And then in 2020, Drake came out with an apparent diss track against West that features Future. So potentially there's been some bad blood between Ooh. 2014 and 2017 because you have to imagine she would only collaborate with artists that are not Team West or Team Kardashian. Interesting. I mean, I right. that's a great... I just thought, I think he sounds great. Like vocally, the collab is such a perfect pairing that you would never guess. Yeah. But no, I really, I love it. Even Ed Sheeran's verse, it all goes together so well. And like talk about the most random trio. Exactly. And to also give out all of the features in one song. Yeah. She's like, I don't collab often, but when I do, you get it once. And you get, (laughs) that's all. You get the entire music industry in one song or like all sides of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get Ed Sheeran rapping, so that's no, I would argue that Ed Sheeran rapping is something bad, which brings us. No. Okay. That's when Ed Sheeran's actually good, but I digress. Um, (laughs) This song. There are so many builds, so many moments of triumph, of darkness, of power, of punch, of anguish and it's fitting that it's the pop game of thrones claire do you want to take it away it's her first also if a man talks shit is her first explicit lyric ever in her music and i love it that that's her first choice and we don't look back after that but but like we gotta we gotta backtrack a little bit because that opening violin plucking or whatever it is chills like chills like you can just picture it in your head and you're like what is this story that she's about to tell it's one of the most iconic Mm -hmm. intros of a song that's i I don't want to get too i don't want to harp on it too much but again that's when you're like you want that iconic start of are you ready for it into 
yeah. into I did something. And bad even so like badly. a long mm-hmm. bass line like it has in the in the tour as yeah. well. That boom. Like I wish if I had to take yeah. anything from like, the concert from this arrangement is the light me up breakdown. And that make that longer and yep. keep that into the yes. whatever it is. Oh yeah. my god! Oh that my. version into the ratatatas. Yeah, insane. No, but how she opens this song in the concert, I, I don't. Uh, whatever we're just gonna have to talk about it because when she's like i never trust a narcissist oh but they love yeah. and then you get the drums like yeah oh it just takes yeah it's insane anyways going back to game of thrones this song was inspired um this song was inspired by game of thrones in a way that she wrote after Arya and sansa conspired to kill Littlefinger. oh my god that i love that is what this so song much. is inspired off of which i is i'm like incredible so incredible which like what better pairing to base a song off of right exactly like they're yeah that yeah in first i mean that plot alone match with this song make oh my god that's so good and then claire you highlighted in the notes that the ratatatas um are just her voice pitched down pitched down which is unbelievable yeah i remember i don't know ryan if you remember this but and Allison, maybe you do too, but this is just like a very clear memory for me. When the fir- when the album first went out, she actually didn't make it available to like Spotify yes. or you actually had to like buy it to be able to listen to it. And this was, I was working at Seoul and it was one of the first days that it was out. She had that special iHeartRadio streaming where like before every song, you, ca- you got to hear a voice memo from her talking about the song in general. And we had it on in the studio, like on a Friday, like the album came out on a Friday and I always, yeah. I worked, it was icon fr- iconic Fridays that I worked and we had it on in between check-ins and everything. So we were like, whatever, cleaning or doing whatever we had it on. And it was so interesting to hear her talk about each song. And this one clearly she was like, yeah, like it's my voice pitched down. And she like you and then she included her voice memo of of their original Ratatatas, and then then you heard it in the song. It's mind blowing. Mind blowing. I just <laughs> I love the Ratatata. There are two songs that come to mind when you say Ratatata. The one from Funny Girl that I hate, and um Ratatat from Fall Out Boy and Courtney Love. <laughs> Ratatat. I yes. just keep I thinking that. of Ratatouille the musical. Well, regardless, oh. I feel like I'm playing laser tag. Um, but that now that we are currently in this era of being in the woods with folklore and evermore, this is, I believe, one of her first mentions of witchcraft, which then she also obviously has been playing on for the past four days now. Ooh, um, this is a really great time for me. I really think she's going to drop something for Halloween next year. Um, like, you know how, because like, Harry Styles obviously has Harry Ween next year. Oh, yeah. They love competing against each other. So we're waiting for these rescheduled tour dates. She might just do a full witchy fall tour at this point. Who knows? Right, exactly. But if you... Okay, what happens if Harry Ween and Taylor... Oh, who- who wins on the same night well taylor's is probably going to be in boston so i'm going to go to new york sorry <laughs> then it's like locations choice is what it is wait unrelated to taylor's well kind of related to taylor stuff ryan claire asked this question if you had to pick one concert next year to go to out of everyone that we know has a lineup which would you pick if you only had to pick one you can only go to one chromatica ball really i i need to dance like that for two hours yeah that's what I need. 
I need my entire body to be just like in motion the entire time. Yeah. Perfect yeah. Choice. That one will feel And good. that's what that okay. is. Because like Taylor's tour is obviously going to be reimagined and they're, it's going to be great, but there are going to be some like down moments for sure. Um, well, she already said she wants to play Champagne like, Problems live in a crowd. So I'm like, okay, so Evermore's making the set list. Yeah. But like that's not, you know, free woman. Do exactly. <laughs> It's not even fun tonight. Um, yeah. One song that I hope will routinely make a play, make a set list of hers for all tours beyond is "Don't Blame Me." Don't blame me. Say it. Same. Ooh, I remember listening to this song for the first time and being like, "Is this Taylor Swift or has someone else right. taken over her voice?" Because I've never heard her vocals ever be that strong before until this song. Yeah, it's one of the first sustained belts we've heard from her and. And I just simply want more. And obviously it was like, it's the favorite part of any Swifties uh, part of the reputation tour is this belt alone. And the cinematography of the Netflix special for it is also. That was the shot. They knew what they were doing. If it's not one of your favorite parts, fully judging you. I saw it Friday night and then Saturday night, both nights in Philly. And I remember going in Saturday night and I was like, I'm honestly here for don't blame me. And like I, everything else, Ryan, can step I aside. thought the same thing. I was like, just remember this moment because you weren't prepared for it the night before. But what a gift that you get to see a second night. Right. I think it. I did just my like my biggest pet peeve and I recorded it on my phone the second. Oh night. my God, I did too. No, I did okay, too. I vouched for recording Because I was like, you, you lived it I, yourself on yes. Friday night and tonight you can record it. Ryan, I thought the same thing. I yeah. did the exact same thing and I'm. I remember getting intentionally waiting to, I didn't record the entire song, but I intentionally yeah. waited to record that note with the fire and just being so proud that I, I mean, got it. I mean, oh my God, it's so a proud. moment where it's like, I beg you on my knees to kick drum, stay, crash into the chorus is the most incredible structure. Yeah. And then, I mean, before we get into that, let's just talk about the blend from the end of something bad into Don't Blame Me. Like we said earlier, like it's, Perfect. they just, I might take back my fearless pairing and assign yeah. it yeah. here. I, when I listen to it, I think that really is that one. And then I think there was another one on this album. Oh, no, we'll get to it But yeah, that is really... Just start pulling you in to this like dark, temptress song. And And if we're going to talk about the concert, the the fly costumes, talk about dark and eerie. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I love that so much. It's so bizarre, but it's perfect. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't question it once. Not No, they look like fly Uh, swatters. Who cares? It's so great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, and and this, we're just like being hit by four songs now of just Mm -hmm. this like incredible awareness and like looking in the mirror this is who I am and then turning that mirror to media pop culture in general and like this is who you are Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like this whole album is a a dark take a dark version of blank space where that started yeah and it just like completely takes takes off from it it's so wonderful I wish she had a, like, in some ways, I kind of wish, like, you know how when Beyonce put out Sasha Fierce and was kind of, like, just said this entire album is, like, an embodiment of someone else. And Taylor owned that this album was not fully her, but she took 
took on a um, alter ego. Thank you. Kind of, kind of alter yeah. ego esque vibe of like I am almost playing up blank space for an yeah. entire album, but also telling truths in it too. I just like what she named her alter ego. I know I'm already, I'm trying to think of to like be. what the names were be, would be, but mm-hmm. like like what would drop us a comment, listeners, on what your ideas are. I think Ryan you make a really great point of the commentary about the theme of this album where it's just like it's her but the darker version and the things that you don't mm-hmm. see on the pop star surface yeah. which I mean the last few songs really dive into it but and then it fully scales it back but it's like so also aware mm-hmm. but there's such but purpose and we're not yeah. yeah and I mean I think the more we get into this album the more it's like her most vulnerable that she's ever been on a song yeah it's all very yeah. delicate. It, which, Claire, what are your thoughts on Delicate as a track five? Because when I'm listening to it, I'm really curious if you think it. I just I want to know. It should be track five. It's one of her most vulnerable songs she's ever written. I would argue it's the top top three. Track yeah. Fives of hers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. You want and you like, 1980... like a depressing track five for once. Well, I, but I track five, 1989 track five no, makes no, no it sense. Makes zero sense. Okay. So, no well, sense. yeah, but all the like all too well. Well, how, but, ricochet, like, all the other how ones refreshing are so depressing. That, but how refreshing that like this is a vulnerable track five, but it's actually just her being honest. Not it's not about heartbreak. It's not about something ending, but rather her in a relationship that she's really excited about and just being honest that she's just scared to have this this relationship and that she doesn't want anything to ruin it i thought i love it i love that it's a that it's a heart not a heartbreak excuse me a it's still so vulnerable and honest in the before any heartbreak even happens well i love how it redefines track five like track five doesn't have to be sad Mm -hmm. it just has to be a moment of vulnerability and i think archer does the same thing i i completely okay archer and delicate play in the same arena and then the others are just like well (laughs) my heart is torn apart and bleeding Mm -hmm. for everyone to see Mm -hmm. um but no i mean this transition just because we have been inundated for four songs and like this song never really takes off in the way that you think it's going to it kind it has so much incredible restraint but it has so much power within it too yeah and that's what a lot of the reviews were saying it's just like this is one of her most brilliant songs right. she's ever crafted because of the level of restraint this reminded when when we started to hit the second verse you know how like it it um third is it um no, is that I love the New York image. Do you know? And it reminds me, yeah. you know how it, it, it flows really nicely. Like it kind of like starts taking you in and then it, it hits that beat and it keeps going. It reminds me of that August flow that you get at that point in, in song yeah. that takes you in as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, the, that intentional beat method of, of for both songs. I just, I really, really love it. This is a, yeah. this is one of her strongest track fives easily. Yeah. Um, I wanted to look into because I wasn't I didn't know um, where the one, two, three, let's go, bitch came from. Do you guys know? No, I think it's just Taylor Nate. Like, so it comes from a meme. So 
during one of her shows, her earlier ones, Taylor pauses during, but you can make me a drink before Dive Bar on the East Side, where you at? And a fan that comes from this video is videotaping that part. And this fan screams out on his own, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. And then it's spread. And so then the concerts thereafter, people then started saying that. Could just you because imagine this one individual that said person? It. Uh, if I if if I was the one two three bitch girl, I would put that on my resume. Right, it, same. A, a I would, I have collaborator on Taylor Swift's pants. delicate. <laughs> yes, yeah. put me as a, a songwriter credit. and producer. Yeah. That is how. It's wow, done. I had no I'd write, idea. I'd write to Scooter, be like, "You're not you're not just cheating her; you're cheating me too." <laughs> Where's, give where, me the residuals. Give me rights. Money on this. Oh, that's incredible! Oh my god! Wow. But well, I think even in Seoul, like when you're like, "Okay, say it," like whatever, no like girls let's it. say it. I'm like, "Say what?" For the longest time, I'm it's like, like what are you us talking and about? Kelsey, Kelsey. Louder, and yeah. like that's it. I screamed it before <laughs> without fail. No one else will do it. <laughs> Yeah, I will keep I clapping. It. You belong with me, and I will make sure one, two, three. Let's go, bitch! Is said every single time for this one. It's just like it's stunning. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. I'm floating. I'm in love, or I want to be in love, or I know I'm in love on the second date, and I'm wondering how fast it's going to take for him to fall in love too. All the things, all the things. It's so so wonderful. And then we're put back into. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole <laughs> again. From the arena of this fighting. Song. This song's a lot. It makes I, I don't like this transition no. personally, but I do like this song. Oh, I do but, like this uh, song. I didn't at first. Yes, I didn't at first because there was so much buildup. There was a clearing of social media. There was reclaiming the snake. There was all this stuff. And then I was like, this is it. Because like in terms of the elements, it's just a traditional like pop hip hop crossover but song. She does that with so many of her lead singles. And I remember yes. I, this is like, this is the first lead single. I especially remember of being, it drops and being disappointed, but then falling in love with the album in general and then coming back to it later and having more appreciation for it because because at first when Look What You Made Me Do came out, I was like, ugh, I'm nervous what this is going to be. Yeah. And I remember especially hearing it a lot in Soul, like obviously Ryan, you played it and you played it for Go Homes. And I was just like, it's fun, but it's yeah. petty it's and it's annoying too. Because Taylor, you've been out and you've been out of the eye for a year now. This is really your first response. This is really what you're you're saying to the public for the first time in a year. And I really didn't like it. Oh, I think it's brilliant. I just think it's like simple. It's simple in a lot of ways, but it's fun in its shortcomings. I think if the music video wasn't launched in conjunction with the first time hearing the song, I would have not yes. been interested. But I ate yes. that. The music video up. really does something. I like. I was watching it the other day. I'm just like, what the way she throws in the past Taylors and all of the commentary on the past criticism is so great. But the the world moves on. Another day, another drama. But not for me. All I think about karma. is karma. Incredible. I was like, she's brilliant. Give her a noble yeah. like Pulitzer or whatever. She. I was like, this is so smart. It's so fantastic. Yeah. And it's a fun bop. Like it really, it checks the boxes of whatever you feel like hearing. What do you think? Not to say it's great, but like it's just a great single what, in terms of what she's dropped before. What do you think of the the speaking um, lyrics of her on the phone? <laughs> um, okay, so this happens twice in this album. And 
against all reasoning, I should hate them both so much. But I don't. I can't. It's too good. I really can't. The thing I don't like Especially for the later one. Especially for the later one. Oh, the later one. I eat that up and I don't know why. (laughs) I really should. Because it has both things that I hate and I love it so much. But for this one, no, I... Maybe because, again, the music video dropped and I'm like, this is phenomenal, (laughs) like mind blown. I was so just sensory overload. I really should hate it, but I can't. You can't. So it goes. I couldn't think, like, I feel like that was the best transition. I I try to every time and I can't. That one was tough. Ryan, you literally just said the title of the song um, that wasn't a transition. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like that. It the title in so itself it is a transition yeah. kind of thing. That. So I love the gradual build of the song. Yeah, like it's, it's soft it's but an heavy. Experiential one. It's an underrated yeah. one that doesn't get like a ton of love and attention, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's the drama, the echoes, the secrecy, the sonic shadows. Um, it's the perfect embodiment of doing something wrong, even though it feels so right. And the one, two, three oh. is iconic for me. The who's counting the one, two, three. Yeah. It really is so well written. Yeah. No, I I love that part. Love that part. Love I get the it. same feeling with later with King of My Heart with the schoolgirl crush. Yes. Like I am I, lingering for all of it. But I think it's time that we like we tear something apart. And I'm so ready to tear something apart right Take now. Take it away. Because we've, we've been praising too much. Uh-huh. It's time to be a critic. It really is. The good thing about these albums, there's so little to critique, but when it does... It, oh, it you're ready does. to rip it up. So take it away, Claire. We're talking Ryan. about the song "Gorgeous." First off, it's I. Well, it's titled "Gorgeous." I don't think it's gorgeous in any way, shape, or form. And I was listening to it like two nights ago, I think. And I texted both of you. I was like, "Hear me out. Gorgeous is worse than Shake It Off." It 100 percent is. And it took me a while to realize this, but it is. I can't stand it. I don't think I agree with you. I still, I can't figure it out, but I don't, something about it. Shake It Off has some complexities to it. Gorgeous is entirely simple. See, I don't know. If she didn't mention her cats in it, I think I like the song a little bit more. Do you like the baby talking in the beginning? What? The baby? A baby? Yeah. What are you talking about? Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' child saying gorgeous. It opens with the title of the track, too. And a baby is saying Okay, see, I'm a sucker for any song that mentions Sunset and I feel like it's like a Rugrats theme is what I'm thinking when we start with that. And then the da-na-na-na. It is like the Rugrats theme song. But I was, this was also, this was a promotional single. This came out before the album did. And so with it was like this, then Ready For It, and then I Think Gorgeous. And I was just like, okay. Hey, look what you made me do and then ready for it I was like holy shit we're getting something big and then gorgeous and I was like what mm-hmm. what are we getting <laughs> what is this <laughs> for me this could fit on lover like this could come after I think he knows yeah it doesn't belong here yeah. it's too light and airy and nice and any song that talks about staying home with your cats is a good alternative my ears have an immediate hairball so I'm just like I'm replace out. this song with call it, call it what you want so that New Year's Day is the closer of the album and I think that would have been solid yes solid yes yeah with the songs that we still have to go this has 
this placement does not work at all. Like if if you're trying no. to do like a clean method and which I really do think she was trying to do in reputation, kind of like ending the story, ending the reputation and starting the next one in the same album, this song needs to be further down in the track list to start making that transition. This makes zero sense. And but like to imagine so it goes in the getaway car, like that would be just like seamless. <laughs> Yep. Which I mean, going in, imagine so it goes jelly. getaway car into King of My Heart because that King of My Heart, yeah. <laughs> Why is gorgeous in there? And I remember trying not to bring back the concert too much, but when this, thankfully, it was in the beginning of the concert oh, she played. The it. best part was when the song was over, leading into over. A love story. And I hated her, like, I'm so sorry, but, like, her a little, like, story of, like, and mind you, dare I say, you all look gorgeous. Oh, no, I, I love puns. that. We, I thought it we was love hilarious. Puns. No, because it was just a mad disappointment that this was the next song that we had to listen to. Yeah. And the only disappointment like, oh, of the end. Okay, int- let's do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But granted, did I have a great time? Absolutely. A hundred percent. One of the best concerts. But <laughs> yeah. this is the only was downer. was bad moment. This would be yeah. well. There was our our surprise song, of night one, one. Night, yeah. night one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just this anyway. is so basic. It's just yeah, basic. It's not complex, and everything else on this album is that it doesn't fit and it doesn't work. It feels forced. That's fair. I know what I want to do. I want to leave, and I have an escape route. It's called a getaway car. So here we go. Allison, I feel like you should lead. <laughs> this song, it's tops. This is, I don't know what it is about this, but that melody key change at the start of the bridge, perfect. And then the yelling that shut yep. it down, like at the end, every structural aspect about this song is perfect. Mm-hmm. The, the imagery, the idea of it. And it, let's talk about the concert because the pre-poem going into it is <laughs> oh one of her God. best things that she's ever done. One of the best poems. This song yeah. is just Have you ever played that in class? And it's like, it's how, yes, for the, for the tour, for the, that 90 minute challenge that it, was a circus. Yeah. The, fir- circus the reputation Bailey's. one with the fire. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like, it starts with the punch at the end of every line in the hook. Mm-hmm. X marks the spot where we fell apart. And it's just like, you are... And then you just like explode into the chorus. And then one of my favorite sounds in any song is what I call and definitely has a more technical term, a rolling bass line, which is why I love 80s mm-hmm. synth pop so much. Yeah. And the resurgence of it in contemporary music. This song has, has it. it. It's just from that, the beginning. Like, yeah, it is. But then I love. And the finisher. The softness of the bridge, too. Yes. Like we were jacks. Like you were on like a journey like too now you're like well it's soft but it also packs such a punch right which is amazing to to ha- ah, yeah ah, ah, ah. like that repetitiveness of it you just and even the way it builds love. with the story like the Thelma and Louise vibe and just everything yes. that she takes you on fits so well no I just and uh, and a song that has like a separate outro mm-hmm. instead of just ending with the chorus one last time or two last times like the crying dying all the in a getaway car it's yeah and her her voice sounds so good in it too yeah. she's also belting and just like screaming and it's which yeah, yeah especially really compared to dress which we'll get to where it, she can do that like light airy mm-hmm. 
mix mm-hmm. which is like sometimes yeah. it works i'm so yeah. glad this is just full belt beginning to end she right. nails yeah, it she really does and like speaking of nailing it going from getaway car into king of my heart king of my heart she's the queen of my heart here we go um but i'll be honest until the tour this song was a eh for same. me really? same ryan yeah. same but then the tour, the drums, the oohs. When you when it pull the pulls the drums. I wish out. she kept that outro into this version. This is the yes. out of the woods effect where she pulls out these elements that you didn't appreciate before, and she focuses in on like two of them in this song. And I this song, the lyrics to this song are so fantastic with the crush and the ace. It's just. Yep. Love that element so much. I just picture this at a sorority's pregame. It like comes on right after Chainsmokers Closer like wasted. during like Bring 2017. And everyone is hating Katie because she just got a new boyfriend and she won't shut up about. But regardless, everyone loves this song and is singing it together. The song that unifies all basic white females. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it unifies all Game of Thrones fans too because this song was influenced by Cal Drago and Daenerys, which is so it's even got this like, me po- the post hook of the drums. She she wanted it to sound yeah. Dothraki. Yeah, I really think that part like the begin that season I miss that episode because it really I have no memory of it and I was so intermittent with that season and I missed that whole boat. But I I don't see it. But I love the drums. Wasn't that the first season? Yeah, the first, the first season, season I was ended? very intermittent yeah. when I started okay. watching. Yeah, because um, yeah, that's the finale with the dragons and her surviving the, the burn fi- and, and the everything. Fire. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my God, it's, it's an an epic incredible. Scene. And like the zoom yeah. out of her. Wow. I have truly no idea what you're talking about, but I know this song makes me feel alive. Again, the drums, I could take that outro Dothraki. as itself. <laughs> Yeah, the Dothraki are scary, it, and this song is the opposite of what I imagined the Dothraki. I don't think the Dothraki are scary. No, you just have to understand them. They're just misunderstood. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh my god! But no, the song we don't deserve "Getaway Car" into "King of My Heart" at all. Like that is the best back-to-back duo. Wow! Really? I mean, I well, okay, not of her entire discography, but on this album, yeah, it's no. a nice pairing. Oh, it's not the best pairing. The best pairing is something bad into "Don't Blame yeah, Me." Yeah, exactly. obviously. But in terms of you go from a, a song that is up here to another song that is at that level. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not disappointed it's, at all. But uh, I feel like one of you are about to be disappointed with this one. Do you guys like it? Absolutely. This song is a B version of So It Goes. It has the same formula and it doesn't send me nearly as far. This is Dancing With Our Hands. We're talking about dress. Oh. Oh, dress. Claire, why do I always do this? Do you look at the track list when we do these? Yeah, it's a little. She just wants it to be over. Yeah, I do. Do you really? Are you not a fan? It's just boring. It's flat. Again, this has it. It has the same exact setup as dancing with our hands tied it's like it's the same rhythm it has like a scaled back verse and then a bigger chorus that's like kind of trappy mm-hmm. and then um yeah it, but, so but i'm goes. not i'm not a fan of it we're still talking about dancing with our hands tied. yes right? yeah. okay. yes so it goes has a lot more restraint in the moments where it does and then the i think the largeness of the chorus pays off bigger whereas this is just i don't know you know that this song isn't like phenomenal it's because she chose to do this acoustic version at the concert 
because and she couldn't. Well, I don't think. She I think it would have just liked it to not be played at all. She couldn't make it bigger because it's not. It's a flat song. There is no moments. Yeah. So she yeah. had to pull it back and make it fully acoustic. Okay. I could have done without this completely I from the set agree. list. I agree. See, I wish it yeah. was the full version during the concert. I didn't want an acoustic. I like this song. I think the build is really nice. But I mean, you're not wrong where it is so similar to So It Goes in terms of like if you had to pick one on a tour, So It Goes, obviously. But I like the electronic beat and the way her vocals are layered. And as that, that gradually builds, I think it's great. I wish it wasn't acoustic, but... I don't know. If you're looking at a track list, maybe this one. What was the other one we were talking about? Gorgeous. Maybe those who like in dress to be like, no. Okay. I shall we go into dress? Yeah. I love this song. It's subdued, but lusty in the reference to like the Bleachella era Taylor and the idea that she was lost and trying to figure herself out. But she found this person along the way and he stuck around even when she couldn't see the good in herself. But like I woke up just in time and I wake up by your side. My one and only my lifeline. Are you kidding me? Are you going to say that's not fantastic? The song's so hot. I mean, there are definitely things of the, like, this is new for her in terms of, like, the sexuality of it all. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think that Delicate achieves all the magic that this song tries to recreate. I don't think they're similar. I don't even think they're similar to each other. I think that they sound similar. Like, they're both, like, stunning, ethereal. They don't really, like, take off in a major way. But this one really doesn't take off at all. And the only thing that's new about it is that, like, she is talking about, like, getting naked. I don't know. I think it's a really vulnerable song. I don't think she wants dress to ever take off because it is, like, that secrecy of, like, you're my best friend, but I want you more than that at first. So keeping it softer the entire time is necessary to kind of, like, the storytelling of the song. I'm I'm listening. This is interesting. I don't know why I feel like this would be one you'd eat up. Yeah, no. It's so good. uh, I don't know. But like you love, like say my name and everything just stops. I don't want you like a best friend. How much do you love? Like that line is so incredible. This, I will say that I had a greater appreciation for this as well live because it was stunning with the butterfly dancers, the the ballet and the, the everything. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful. But there are parts that I like about it, um, <laughs> especially like the shuddering of the stops. Like that's that's big. But every I don't know. I just I don't think I want like bedroom music from Taylor. <laughs> is the thing like that's not she's not my person. It's not on your uh, playlist. Okay. No. Uh, uh, that's I just. Uh, <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's fair. Just say it. <laughs> like the closest one I would put into like a I know, getting in the mood club. one is maybe call it what you want. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't want to live forever. Yeah. But even that, like I'd be like Taylor and Zane, like <laughs> thinking about One Direction. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, oh, you guys hilarious. like it. I don't. This is why we can't have nice things. So it, that was tough. That was that wasn't rough. my best. No, I liked that it. That was my best. I'll give you a prop okay. for it. Thank you. I'll give you a toast. Uh, I will say I do love this song in terms of every time I hear it, I think of your class and how fun you make it every single time you've ever played it. It's always a standout for that reason. I can't associate the song without Soul Cycle and yeah, the last class yeah, type of neither. feeling vibe and. 
fountain water or water bottle water being dumped on right. someone in some way. I can't wait to go off on droplets to everyone once we can do that safely. Like I'm going to everyone's getting their everyone's getting their own and I'm just splash zone. Or I'm just going to get like a water gun. You should get a super soaker to bring it back. Exactly. Yes, super soaker. But Taylor bought the dress so he could take it off. I only listened to dress so I could get to this is why we can't have nice things. It is the perfect speak sing in the bridge. Um, it remedied shake it off for me because this to me is it has it's very similar to it yep. in the way that it sounds, mm-hmm. but it's just elevated. Mm-hmm. Elevated. I love it. Yeah. Love it. This song's so yeah. great. I love how she's just kind of like almost like this great gaspy type of vibe telling the story of her 1989 era because like that this is during 1989 was when she was having like the insane like 4th of July parties and all of her friends like this and that and she's literally telling the story to this and just kind of just like calling out the media of like you literally destroyed all of this and it's because of you that I had to like wipe clean and this is why we can't have fun with things like and and continue yeah. on in this and it's just so incredibly done and it's so fun I, I love it again I do agree with Ryan yeah. that it is like the elevated more mature version of Shake It Off that is just like an anthem that you just that yeah. you, you put on yeah I've never it. thought about it as an, an alternate to Shake It Off never thought about that it's well, you're not wrong that's very accurate because i mean struck like the story concept is like okay like whatever gonna mm-hmm. shake it off we're gonna like this is why we can't have fun um no this song is mm-hmm. so great and again like we talked about earlier it has every component of something i typically hate speak singing laughing combined <laughs> but it works it works so well and i don't know why and i'll never know why Maybe it's the soul cycle effect in Ryan's class. I mean, call it what you want, Allison. No, you're God, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that one better. I thought that one was good. Give this a thumbs up if you thought that was a good transition. (laughs) Rate us five stars. This song could also exist in the realm, in like my realm and understanding of dress and delicate. And it definitely isn't delicate, but I tend to not think about that song when listening to this like I do when I listen to dress. So it, for me, stands out on its own. And I don't know why. I don't know how to explain it. I think it's the line, his initial around a chain on my neck. I love that initial. I love those lyrics so much. Yeah, that that part. That gets me. Really gets me. Oh, uh, no, if we're talking lyrics, my favorite is the starry eyes sparking up my darkest night. Yeah, obsessed. Like finding someone who makes your bad days not bad. Crying. Yeah, I love this song. It's stunning. <laughs> Stunning. No. Yeah. No, I, but it's so great. But no, it's not just that, but it's the follow up of that lyric, not because he owns me, because he really knows me. I do love that moment. That's great. I want a Troy Bolton necklace. I was just going to say, I, the problem is, I picture like Tia's and Troy when Troy gives Gabriella that necklace in high school musical. Which one is that in? The third one. First one. Oh. Oh, I know. Oh, you're right. The third one. No, the second one. It's uh, right before they leave. For oh, it is the second one. It's the end yeah, of yeah. summer. Oh, I didn't get through the second one. Ryan, it's the first 10 minutes. It's of literally the, the first 10 minutes. Oh, it is? Oh, then I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... I must have watched the title and then said, nope. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm I'm like kind of upset I didn't want because then somebody later on had me watch bet on it just like on its own that is the silliest thing I've ever seen silliest the basketball's fall him going no, through Wait, is that the no. song where he is in on like a golf course yes that's better yes on it. oh duh oh my god yeah, I'm thinking that, get your head in the game that is the, the weirdest mm-hmm. I'm losing my touch weirdest god. way to block something yeah I was like what the heck <laughs> this is embarrassing oh my god <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Lucy. Anyway, back to uh, oh, man. Uh, call it what you want. Um, call that what you want. Um, I say psychotic, but can't blame your past, am I right? Um, I love this song. It's so pretty. Yeah, Speaking I really pretty. can't give any complaints about it and yeah, there's nothing like too unique about it, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very mm-hmm. nice on the ears, given everything we've heard for the last the roller coaster. How many songs yeah. we're at? But yeah, which... and then we're like fully lulled. With I re- New okay, Day. New Year's Day. This was the one song I remember listening to the most when this album came out, more than anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I don't Same. know why. Yeah. No, it was my repeat. It was definitely my yeah. repeat at first. Um, I can remember Rachel Kennedy and I texting back and forth about please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I recognize everywhere. That that, that so, line. How depressing is that? Also, hi Rachel Kennedy, if you're listening. I know. Hi girl. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, that that line. De- devastating. And then into what hold- a way to describe like worried about heartbreak like wanting to like everyone's fully worst live in the fear. relationship that you're in but you're just like you can't have you can't help but have like that murphy's law of like if it goes south like this is what i'm gonna have to live with like that it's, it's so which i think arguably that's what taylor's getting to be the best at writing about yeah. Like in woven the, into these the next bigger storylines. The price of love is lost. Stop but it. still we pay. We love anyway. Still we pay. <laughs> no wonder you were crying to um, this yesterday. God. Oh yeah. Well then I started thinking about because Claire, you included the notes that Jimmy Fallon performance. Oh, oh my I God. that how what? insane is that? Right. Allison, you don't know the story? The with Jimmy I didn't when read she the performed. Notes, I'm sorry, no, what? no, but no. In general, did you ever watch when she went on Jimmy Fallon and performed this song? No. <gasps> oh my you, god! That's it's, homework. It, it will. I'm, I'm. Oh no! Weeping. So I. I think we, a quick rundown. But she, the first time she performed it, New Year's Day was on Jimmy Fallon, and it was. Oh, she performed the song on November thirteenth um, on Jimmy Fallon, and the song choice, ironically, was extra special because, a, like, maybe a week ago, Jimmy lost his um, his mom, and he said, even I remember in his like opening speech, like his opening monologue, excuse me, that for that episode, he was like, you know, like one of the memories that I will always re- remember is that like we would always um to say i love you sometimes squeeze our my hand three times to say i love you to each other and he didn't know that she was going to perform that song and she didn't know that that was something (laughs) and she didn't know obviously that that was something that they held so significant to each other and then she sang the song crying and like squeeze my hand three times in the back of the text (laughs) see Wait, I love the if you search Jimmy Fallon New Year's Day Taylor Swift, it says Jimmy Fallon cries during Taylor Swift's New Year's Day and cries is in all capitals. Like, geez. It's okay. gorgeous. And they have this yeah, hug afterwards. It's it's beautiful. I, I remember. Wow. Yeah. 
Y'all have to watch that. But it's it is a it's a stunning song. Mm-hmm. It really is stunning. Yeah, and, and the, such a departure from the rest of the album, and just like a great way to to wrap it up. Hold on to the memories; they'll hold on to you. Yeah, which I would, again, like to me, and like we will talk about this next episode. But just like that song would have been perfect to lead into this folklore, evermore era. Lover just like is so not it. Oh, like so it's going from New Year's it. Day to the next album. Yeah, I disagree. Like I don't. I think it's so great because it's like a New Year's Day. It's a new chapter. It's a new era, and she like is intentionally well, like closing the book. There's so much maturity in New Year's Day, and Lover has. F- 40% but like 40% of the album is mature the rest is like a we're going backwards one can argue many have theorized that lover was already written before reputation right. was written and I also think that really? New Year's Day yeah and also potentially New Year's Day was already probably on like the lover album and that I she could have easily pulled it to end reputation to kind of like intentionally close that chapter and relook at like what's to come like people thought yeah. Lover was already done and then she literally cut everything was like I need to rewrite ev- redo we need a different era before I move on to Lover like this can't happen before I address everything that ha- I've gone through um, and I think in some ways I, I appreciate New Year's Day closing out this era so beautifully so beautifully Yeah. which Claire made a good point the other day she said how there there's not a deluxe album there's no deluxe songs right. which why i don't understand that i would love to know what's on the cutting room floor right i want to forgive you and i want to forget you name that tv show the hills thanks but um that wraps up another album which if you thought we've been doing so well with such nice things to say about her albums just wait until you get into lover because ryan's got i certainly a lot to say about that it's gonna change but these things will change i tell you but (laughs) we've really got to work on our segues you know i stand change forever and ever (laughs) forever and always forever and always i stand change until next time where we take take i was about to say take down take down (laughs) when i take down lover and everyone else shares their general thoughts Uh, thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Taylor Ride R Y D E Nation, and um, yeah, hit us up with the comments, and we'll start to read some on uh, on the podcast for our last few episodes of season one. And um, thanks as always. Until next time, Claire, take it away. You know you love us. We love you. X O X O C A R J L. Bye. <laughs> Taylor. 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 Taylor.